1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. Hey, man. What's going on there, young fella? Oh, gosh, man. We've got this, we've had this ongoing kitchen and dining room renovation. It's <laughs> insane. <laughs> Why? You're not, you're not doing the cabinets by hand? A, a, no, you'd think I would, wouldn't you? A you great. I was hand carved from a single block to the tree trunk. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just crazy, but I'm totally thinking that, you know, a great carver like yourself would be in there just, yeah, just leave me a whole solid piece of wood here and I'll just knock out the cabinets. See, that that's one of the misconceptions <laughs> about a, being a carver. <laughs> you got to know you got to know when to say when. <laughs> you got to know your limitations and you also yeah, you also got yeah, mine are far from that. <laughs> well, you also want to know when it's like, you know, that's just not for me. So, you guys can have at it. So Exactly. Like carving another swan, I've done one. That's not for me anymore. Yeah. So well, you, no, if you ever need a swan carved. Don't call, call you. Somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's giant. You know what I mean? They are, man. It was it was huge. Giant. I mean, I've got photos of myself with that block of wood. That it's, it's as big as, a, you know, two small refrigerators, you know, like dorm room refrigerators stacked on top of each other. It's huge. Was it and, uh, was it a solid piece of wood, or did you have to laminate some wood together? No, it was a solid. Oh piece my god! Of wood. This what was, kind? Uh, what I started kind? in nineteen ninety eight. I think I paid like four hundred fifty bucks back oh then for that god. block of wood. Then I needed another piece for the head and about. Oh my god! About, about a third of the neck. What and, uh, uh, what type was, of wood was that? What was that, now? What, what what wood was it? What did you use oh, on it? Oh, two below. Two yeah, you couldn't find a block that size nowadays. You know, no. it's so it's so scarce in any any dimension. But uh, a piece that big, you would have to know oh someone God. that harvests it. So I, I could find a piece that big if I needed to. But boy, it would be it probably be five or six hundred bucks. I'm guessing oh, easy. something that large again. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, it's crazy how expensive that yes. wood is. But when you know what they have to do to get it out of the swamp and then process it, you, you know, know it's why. Like, oh, okay, right. you get it. Right, you know. It's a lot why. of work. A lot of work. Yeah. We're uh, we're talking to Jamie Welsh, one of our F.A. Carvers on the F.A. Podcast. And, uh, you know, we've had we're, – we're doing a little segment where we're having all the carvers on so you guys get to listen to it and, and meet them and understand them and laugh and, and kind of get invested and, and see what these guys are all about. And, you know, the, the, the coolest thing about all this and having all you guys is everybody is – Everybody's their own person without a doubt, and everybody is just, you know, loads of fun. You know, Tom has his own, uh, you know, he has his own personality, and and Wayne does as well, and and Pat does, and you do so. And it, and you know, the thing is, all you guys are so cool and so good to work with, uh, and talented as all get up. So you know, we're just we're. Man, we're so lucky to have all you guys on it. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. 
Well, let me let me return that compliment. I mean, working with you guys, especially you, Mario, has been I mean, it's been painless. You you pretty much let us do, you know, you give us some direction on uh, you know, a pose and stuff like that. But as far as what we do, you don't micromanage, you you trust us to know what we're doing and uh and getting it done. And I, I really appreciate that. So it's like a commission, but I've got free reign on everything I want to yeah. do, you know. Well and uh well, you guys. I mean, listen. You guys are, you guys are all talented enough. You guys know know what to do. Uh, I mean, you know, I always go back to the fact that there's, you know, twenty nine world championships between all you guys. You have three of them, and, you know, it, it's no joke. Like, you know, and and I I was talking to Wayne about this too, uh, because uh, we talked to him last time and. The thing about it is, you know, we, we really dove into this thing, and, and I think you're all you guys know exactly what I'm talking about when I, when I get into this. You, there's such incredible carvers out there that can do anything, right? You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you could say, hey, carve me up a mallard or carve me this or carve me that. But the thing that Wayne and I got into and talking, and, and you guys have all done this, you know, from Pat's Mallard's, to your spoonbills, to Wayne's teal, to um, you know, say Tom's gadwall, like whatever, right? You guys have all nailed the attitude. No, good, good. Well, I am glad you guys are happy with what we've done, and I know the other guys are. are, are oh, everybody's excited. killing it! Whole it's I don't know. It's a good. It's a good. Good group of guys. I think oh, there's all no around, doubt. We work together really well. So like a symbiotic type relationship, you know, between you and us. We we the four of us know each other very well, and uh, we get along great, and we respect each yeah. other. You know, both as as people and also as carvers. And uh, so we feel the same way about you. It's just great. It's, yeah, it works. I think it shows. I think it shows in the final product as well. Oh yeah. You know? Listen, you know the thing we always go back to is just. Um, you know, trying to keep the the paint guys, you know, trying to keep the paint guys up to, and the factory up to what you guys are cranking out on the wood. You know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to, we're trying to keep, you know, keep up, I guess. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that that's what we're trying to do. I just slammed the mic. Sorry. Uh, that's what we're trying to do, you know, to keep up with you guys and what you're doing. So, so. I definitely talked to everybody about this, and I'll, I'll definitely. So you started when? Give me a little background because, you know, listen, for all you guys, this has been going on for a long time. Like, this isn't just, you know, you don't just, like, pick up carving tools and all of a sudden you're a, a world champ. I mean, it, it, you know, so so give us a little bit of background, like, when you started, you know, the championships. Okay. Well, I can, I can, uh, and I've told this story before, so, you know, it's been, it's been a while. I started carving, I would say, I guess it was late 1987. I finished my first decoy in early 1988. And uh, just a little background, background on why I wanted to carve. Right. I had a, a cousin who's a big time duck hunter and uh, he had carved a couple of little mallards, not even, you know, hunting decoys, just little decorative type things. Right. And, I never really looked at any, and I saw those. I said, "Hey, man, give me one of those." No, I'm not. So 
too much work. I said, well, okay. <laughs> so that gave me some incentive to try one myself. And then, then the big thing that turned me into a decoy carver is I saw Tan, Brunet, and Jet on a uh, an episode of National Geographic Explorer about that same time. And it was just about them, about a 10-minute piece about them and their carving and everything. And I saw what those guys did, and I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know that existed. I right. want to do that. Yeah. So I uh, quickly got in touch with Tan and uh, over the phone, and he gave me some info and a little advice and uh, didn't even help me later on with some critiques. That's cool. And uh, I kind of dove into it. I, and, you know, some people say, well, I'm completely self-taught. I don't, I don't think any of us really are because we're influenced by what we see right. and you see other techniques. But I, I didn't have any – I mean, I'm carving here in an in a isolated uh, area, really, as far as decorative decoys or any kind of decoys go. So right. I pretty much had to pick it up on my own and ask a lot of questions and look at a lot of carvings and uh so i've just kind of i've kind of persevered and i've had people like i mean pat godden has been huge in my carving career he uh yeah. he's given me advice and we've talked and uh i mean he's so giving you know someone that talented and is so giving is just an amazing quality and uh he doesn't he doesn't keep anything you know hidden you know a lot of guys might be secretive about what they do and how they do it not this guy not him well, no. listen, all you guys are the same. Pat, Tom, Wayne, you. If somebody needed help, you guys would be right there to help. You know, the other the other thing is, <laughs> I'll throw this back. This You'll crack at this. But, uh, folks, uh, young kids, National Geographic was a show that used to come on on, like, Sunday night, I think, right? And it was, like, a big show. It was, like, 60 Minutes. That's another big show that would have, like, world affairs and, like, big news before, like, you had your, you know, uh, Facebook and internet and all this other stuff. Like that's how you got your information. And the crazy thing is like you just said, you watched, you watched Tan and those guys on that show. And then you like give him a shout and he helps. That's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and it, and it wasn't, you know, finding him wasn't as easy as it would be now. Now you can look someone oh. up online, yeah. you know, uh, back then you had to dig, you know, had to, call information on the phone or, or ask other people just to get in touch with somebody. You didn't send emails oh to anybody. God. You sent, you know, an actual letter with a stamped envelope yes. to this. And uh, now it's so much easier oh my to God. do every part of, you know, every part of communication and learning how to carve is so much easier now than it was then because there's, oh, there's so, so much, much more yes. reference material. But oh, even is. back then, you know, it was, that's, that's part of the journey. I, I enjoyed, I had, I bought every book I could. I would look at them over and over yep. and over and over yep. uh, studying reference just to learn about ducks because I've hunted a lot of my life, but I, I was not primarily a duck hunter, even though I've been duck hunting several times. I primarily hunted deer and dove, you know, and, and probably quail some, but uh, always loved ducks, always loved waterfowl. So I, I really had to dig to uh, learn as much as I can because, uh, you know, when you hold one in your hand, oh, that's beautiful, look at that, that's great. But you really still don't know that much about the anatomy or the color or right. any of the intricacies that yep. make, you know, a mallard a mallard, you know, or a teal a teal. So, uh, well, and you, uh, you know, you weren't in like a hotbed of carvers either where you're at, no, you know what I mean? Like no, you, you get these guys like, where Wayne's up by, you know, Pat, he's only like two hours away from Pat. 
and you have you know anybody that's around Pat, or you go down to Louisiana, or you go to these certain hotbeds of carvers. Like there's, you could have a couple world champs like you know right by each other. You know that that right. was the other hard thing. You you weren't by, uh, you're not in a hotbed of carvers where you could run over to Pat's house or sit down with Tom and Wayne and talk and do it. You know what I mean? Like that that right. that is even harder. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's uh, it definitely made it a little more difficult. Yeah. but it, and then that was part of the kind Process. of part of the fun because sure. I learned it all, you know, just by digging. And I ha- I had to really want it, you know, I had to really want it. But man, would I have loved to have been able to carve next to some of those guys, you know, drop by their house. Oh yeah. You know, throw a duck at them and say, "Hey, man, what do you think?" And uh, didn't have that opportunity other than it shows. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, imagine, imagine, you know, growing up. Uh, you know, like on the Eastern shore, you know, where, oh, yeah. where there's like so many carvers down there that just, you know, blows your mind and stuff like that. You know, there, um, there, there was actually some pretty good carvers out here in Oregon. Oh you yeah. Know what I mean, because yeah. there was a ton of market gunners, you know, where the market gunners were, you know, you had a lot of the carvers, you know, because mm-hmm. they were, they were the ones carving decoys for all the market hunters and, and stuff like that. If you go way back. So, you know, and then, like you said, then you get into the decorative side, and there's just these little hotbeds that pop up, and and yeah, and and you know, but like you said, now, I mean, oh my God, you can get on, you know, you can get online and find anything about anybody, or watch a video, or watch a paint scheme, watch a bird being painted, watch, I mean, oh my God, because listen, I was the same way. I was, you know grabbing every you know carving book i could get you know like i mean you name it so it's uh, just insane same same kind yeah. of thing and yeah yeah i guess you know i had i was the only decoy carver that i really knew for forever but i, <laughs> right. I had a couple of really good friends that carved songbirds and stuff like that oh, so yeah. you know i was able to i was able to talk to them about carving you know in and, general uh, right you know show them what i've been doing and that kind of thing right. and uh that 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 helped a lot that helped a lot if i was in total isolation i may not have stuck with it so right uh those two guys jerry and lynn helped me out so much just by being there for me to bounce stuff off of it just sure. talking you know just talking about carving but right. man you're right though it still would have been great to have oh yeah Decoy oh yeah, carvers I'm, around. It would have been really nice. It would have I been. need to get some of them to move down here to God's country. <laughs> there you go. That, that would be. Yeah, <laughs> tell them to get on it. Hey, so, exactly. so, so, 2002, 2005, 2014. Those are your wins. So, on those wins, what birds did you do for each one? Um. Okay. Well. I had I had already I had two thirds under my belt from back in the uh, the nineties. Gotcha. With ring necks and pintails, so I, I had I had competed. I see, I'd done uh, gadwalls in '95. I did a swan. <laughs> uh, yeah, hated that thing. <laughs> did but, Did you uh, win anything so, on that swan since you put so much time and effort into it, and and so much wood? <laughs> You know, that thing got blown apart in a house fire too. Oh my god! Like, oh my curse, curse! I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back back to the pairs. 
you know, I, I had competed in the pairs and I had a couple of thirds and, uh, you know, really, 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 really wanted to, uh, to win, you know, a right. world championship. But I always thought, man, man, that's going to be so difficult with the competition. Uh, so in 2002, they had the black, they had any type of whistling ducks. And I said, all right, well, I'm interested in those. I, we don't have those where right. I live here in, in South Carolina. I think they may have some along the coast occasionally. But uh, I saw the black-bellied whistlers, and I said, man, that is a cool-looking duck. I would like to carve a pair of those. Right. So I did a lot of research on them, and I saw that they, they aloe cream, which, you know, they groom each other as they preen each other's head feathers. Right. And uh, I said, well, that would make something unusual that hasn't been done before, or not that I can remember. I'm not, you know, nothing's ever been an original carving because somebody's always done something you think is original before. That's right. But right. I, uh, I decided I wanted to do it out of one piece of wood, so I did a little, two tiny miniatures uh, just to kind of position them like I wanted to. And I contacted Pat, actually, on this. And I said, hey, I'm doing this. I want to have them aloe printing. What do you think of my design? Is it is it going to work? And he, right. he encouraged me, and he also suggested that I have the Drake's bill and the cheeks on the hen, the hen, the hen's cheek. Oh, and cool. uh, so <laughs> carving that out of one piece of wood was a little more than I could do. Oh, I missed man. it by about five millimeters. <laughs> oh. So I had to lop the head off of the Drake. Oh, my God. And I put it up there, and I put it put it close because i couldn't have the feathers in the you know carved together now right i just put a little feather in his bill so uh i thought it was i thought it was a good design it worked out well i was fortunate enough to win there was some tough birds there uh former world champions were entered you know or guys that didn't oh, win yeah. uh so that was that was the best thing ever for me That's uh, so cool. then we did they had a brant 2005 the only brant i had ever seen were uh at the world's out in the bay there uh in ocean city that was that yep. was it yeah so didn't have a lot of reference material so got a brant mount called up uh, a couple of guys pete palumbo i don't know if you know him yep, uh, yep. Pete, i knew they they knew a lot about brant so uh, they gave me some advice worked on that guy uh didn't like the first pose lopped the head off changed it <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm bad about that. Perfection, <laughs> perfection, perfection. <laughs> I guess so. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, if it doesn't look right, I don't. I don't have any trouble knocking something off and trying it again. You know? Yeah. Um, so got I got the first with a brand, which was awesome. And uh, then and this is one of my favorite carvings when they had the pied bill or any grebe. Oh yeah. In, yeah, 2014, I think it was. And I did the, those little bitty those little bitty birds. And uh, Rich Smoker, who was uh, director of the Ward, uh, the Ward Museum, I think he is. I think he has relinquished that position now. But Rich is a great guy. He sent me this mangled, hideous little pied bill grebe <laughs> that looked like he'd been hit by a truck. <laughs> so I had some poor reference, but it did help me uh, with feathers, you know, feather sure. coloration, feather sure. shape, uh, texture. Right. And I did. I did two birds. And I did a, a hen with her head forward a bit, and I put half of a crawfish in her mouth. And I had the drake behind her, not chasing her, but still kind of swimming sure. behind her. And then I, I fastened them together, uh, and I used uh, it's like a little aquatic plant called frogbit. It looks like a tiny uh, water lily. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I couldn't even tell you how I did it now. I'd have to think long and hard, but I wanted them, they had to float. So I wanted them to float together. Right. So that the positions didn't move. I wanted them to always stay the same relationship to each other. Right. And then I wanted the frog's bit to float on top of the water. Um, right. So, so you had to raise that up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I've got them all joined together <laughs> and soldered, you know, some brass tubing into each body. And uh, so Nuts. they float as a unit. They float level. Somehow I pulled that off. And that is that is probably one of my favorite carvings that I've ever done. So I've I've kept that one. I do. I still yeah. have that one. And that's a that's a keeper for me. No doubt. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a once in a lifetime piece. You know. Yeah, it just it just worked, and and like I and I cut the head off of the hen because I walked out to my shop one morning with a cup of coffee in one hand and the bird in the other, and I bumped into something, and she hit the floor. Oh God! Beat first and just pile drived it completely oh into nothing. So hmm. that was when I had her pretty close to being finished. So I lopped her head off and did another one, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> but so so all three of those have stories behind them and you know they all they all were a big deal to me i was i it's just an honor to be able to compete at that level sure and uh, when you actually win it's just like man this is great i mean it's the it is it's the super bowl of carving it is the top of the top like there's no there's no higher honor you know what i mean that that is it yeah it's it's great i love it i love it i don't know i don't even know if i'll compete in the the pairs again uh You know, I retired. I'm 61. I'll be 62 in a month. Uh, I retired a few years ago, so I thought I'd have more time to carve. So I've been busy working with you guys. Final approach since yeah. then, <laughs> and I really have kind of gotten out of the the habit of doing any kind of decorative work. I actually have three decorative decoys that I need to paint that are just sitting there. And COVID, the COVID, you know, the pandemic kind of oh, put yeah. a damper on those because we didn't have the show. Oh yeah, you know, in Ocean City. So. Uh, they're still sitting there, so. But I really don't care if I finish them right now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you get to it. We're talking to Jamie Welsh, one of our carvers for FA, and and Jamie's, uh, man, Jamie's a hoot. You, you've been you've been at it for a while. Like so so if nobody knows, so you've done, not in not in this order, but the Spoonies were a huge hit last year when they came out, uh, and you did those, and everybody was like, when I, I remember working on the project, and guys are like you guys are going to do a spoonie and i'm like <laughs> i'm like actually we're going to do two and what and and then we and then we do it and the poses are cool and they you know it totally nails the the spoonie you know one's a surface feeder and one's just kind of hanging uh like it upright and then um and then we just i i, I the, the paint scheme just jumped off perfect like, well, I'm not saying perfect, but I think we, we did pretty damn good on the paint scheme. So, man, those 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 came out, and people were pretty excited when those hit. So I am I definitely, you know, I don't think I've ever seen more people jazzed up about a Spoonie <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's good. You're right. If somebody can get wound up about a Spoonie. I know. Yeah, it must have worked. <laughs> and then uh, Jamie's also done our, our full-body specs. All the poses for the full body specs and the full body snows, and then uh, stuff. Uh, the new stuff is just starting to come in. So the brand new live full bodied lessers 
Jamie has done, and there's three poses there, and, uh, you know, we've been at the shows, a couple shows early, and hadn't showed those, and the guys who chase lessers, I mean, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on those. They look absolutely killer, so I'm excited for those to, you know, get in stock, and people to really get excited about that, because it's a, you know, we've gone to one piece, you know, in our process, you know, you guys obviously have to do it in one piece. Uh, right. But we've gone to the, you know, we've gone to that that version. Like, we're not going to mess with heads. You know, we did it on the Specs and the Snows. We're going to do it on the Lessers. And there's new honkers that are coming, all one piece. So, you know, as far as the, the hunting guy's concerned and everybody's out in the field, it's no more putting on heads, no more losing heads, no more fiddling with it. So, so we've gone that route, and we think, I mean – like I said, I'm, I got a couple of lessers sitting here in the office and they're like, I'm so excited to get my whole rig and get ready. Like I'm pumped. So you, you nailed those. I can't wait for oh, people to see those you. and, thanks. and be jazzed up. So, and we got more stuff coming. We're not going to talk about what's coming next year, but, but there's a few things in the fire right now that you're working on and have already done that we're pretty pumped about too, going into next year. So there's a lot, there's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Trying to keep you out of retirement, you know, trying to keep you busy. It's it's been a great ride. I have really enjoyed all the ones I've done. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to what we, uh, what you guys release in the future. And yeah, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just great. I I really enjoyed it. It's good for an old retired guy. A hundred percent. hundred back and and knock these things out. That's right. Hey, I I asked Wayne, I asked Pat, what's your, Maybe what's your favorite bird that you have done or like doing? You know, what, what's, what's something that's like near and dear? Obviously, the Grebes, uh, you know, that was probably, I mean, that was a huge project probably and a huge win. But as far as like if, if somebody said, hey, here's a, here's a block of wood, what would you do? What's your favorite? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, I am partial to diving ducks. Yeah. Uh, I think my all-time favorite is the lesser scott bluebill. There you go. Uh, they're just just beautiful little birds. I love doing canvas back hens. Yep, yep. You know, I, I, Wayne I a, said the same I thing. Did a workbook, <laughs> you know, a few years ago for the for the can, uh, you know, a pair, and I really enjoyed doing that. So, but uh, let's see what else. As far as as far as puddle ducks, uh, I guess a green winged teal probably would be one of my favorites as well you know it's a oh, little cool. little bitty bird but they're yep. so they're so beautiful you know until you just really work on one and the feathers and the colors and everything they all play play so well together you know like a mallard oh, every no color doubt. is complimentary they're just you, you think of a mallard as your barnyard duck well man they are beautiful birds to look at oh yeah no doubt. well and listen we i was talking about this with wayne too because i had asked him and he said he said oh it's it's the can you know what I mean? That, yeah. He didn't even have to think about it. And, and you know, he was explaining why. And, you know, listen, it's the king. It's so regal. You know what I mean? The the head is so different. The bill is so different than all the other ducks, even all the other divers. Like, it's just it, it's just that bird. And, and, and I totally, I was with them on that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's, it is that bird. You know what I mean? Guys love doing that bird because there's so much different 
going on. And and you think of divers and, and, and Wayne and I talked about this, you know, you talk about the divers and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's black and white and that one's got some rust and the bluebill has a little bit of, you know, iridescent. But man, there's a lot of vermiculation going on. There's oh, yeah. there's some cool feathers like it's not just black and white. There's a lot going on. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about a bufflehead too. I mean, you know, it's not just black and white. And I mean, there's some, there's some iridescence in there. I mean, if you get a nice one, they're just incredible with some feathers. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like even a, a redhead, you know, the back of his head is a violet, yep. you know, vivid violet iridescent color. Yep. And, uh, you know, you may not pick that up on the water. You have to have them in hand, really. Oh, absolutely. You know, to see that. And uh, they're, I don't know, all the diving ducks are a little more on the plain side, but to me they're more beautiful. And I like the larger ducks like that. Yeah. And the, the diver hens are just absolutely beautiful as oh. well too. Ring oh. necks, you know. Oh yeah. Blue bill stands are just yep. they're just beautiful birds. Just yeah, the, I think the I think the diver hens have some of the coolest feather detail on on you know, it's like you you know, it's like, okay, they're brown, like I get it, right? And then you have this <laughs> and you have this brown feather come back and then the tips of the feathers are are like a, 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 a white or a cream, and you have this little, I mean, it's it looks like you painted it with a brush. You know what I yeah. mean? When you pick up exactly. one of those and you're holding it in your hand, it's it's so cool. So, you know, there's the, the, the probably the best thing about all the birds and the carving process, um, like I, I enjoy burning feathers. That's like, that's a ton of fun to me, but painting and where where you can i mean that's where it really comes to life like yeah you have your character and your pose right but right. then like when you bring it when you when you bring the paint it just comes to life you know yeah it does it does yeah. you're right you're right and there's and there's a there's that point where you you have to have enough paint on there to pull off the look you want but yep. at some point you need to stop because you can you can continue to detail everything and at some point you know just not you just need to let it go say i'm done <laughs> I've, it's I've finished. finished this bird for now right right <laughs> <laughs> well but you know what if you like wood burning then you're probably you're probably a little twisted because that's some of that oh, tedious it is so tedious, tedious work but, but man when you when you get it finished yes you know, it just looks so nice and clean and yep. it's just a, a burned bird actually is is quite attractive you know agreed in, in many cases yeah. they're beautiful in their own right without the paint yeah uh, yeah so. and it's like you said it is monotony at its best and you are just <laughs> like you get into a groove and you're like feather feather like you're just burn stroke stroke yeah yeah, you, right. you gotta but have. It's some. addictive. You after you get going and get in the groove, man, you can't oh, quit. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, when you when you get in the groove, when you get in the groove and you're going and everything and all your, all your, you know, uh, you know, like your motion, everything is going. Like, yeah, it, it's hard to stop because you're like, if I stop, I gotta start back up and get back in the right. rhythm. So right. it's like I'm just gonna keep going for as long as I can. So I know that is that is exactly right, Mario. <laughs> that is exactly God. right. <laughs> that's why like when you get in the groove like you better get in the groove early in the morning and hopefully you can go and keep going throughout the day and get a bunch done because you know because i i know listen i'm i'm in no way you know even remotely close to all you guys but i love doing it but 
I will sit there and just burn burn strokes on a piece of wood until I go, okay, then I could get I could get on the burn, I could start, I got to get in my rhythm, I got to get my stroke, I got to get my stroke, and I'm just like going, 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 and I'm like, okay, I'm ready, and then go. And then, okay, I'm in a rhythm, don't stop. <laughs> but it's fun, I enjoy it, I enjoy the painting part as well, and and that's like, like, like we talked about, like when you get there and you finish it, it's just... It's just it goes from like a carved bird to just something that looks real life. And it's just, you know, that's the satisfaction right there, I think. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and for me, I it, at each point, you know, carving, I love to carve. I like to carve with a knife as much as possible. Sure. Uh, but then you start doing the texturing. I like yep. that. It's yep. tedious. And so the wood burning text, the painting now, this is this is where I like to paint. I love it. But I also would struggle with it because I will always invariably get to a point when I'm painting where it just isn't working and I'm right. frustrated. Right. And this is where I have to throw some props to my wife, Ellen, because she'll grab me. She doesn't slap me around, but, you know, <laughs> metaphorically, she'll say, come on, get with the project, yeah. focus, and get this thing done. Yep. Don't quit. Just keep going. Because you're and that, there. And that has paid off two or three times with me. So, yeah. Yeah, you just got to uh, get over the hump. my biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. All right. Jamie Welsh out of South Carolina, one of our F.A. Carvers. He's done some great stuff for us. You can, every time you pick up a, a box of Spoonies or the Specs or the New Lessers or whatever you see and Jamie's name's on it, now you know, now you know who's behind it. So, pretty cool. So, uh uh, we're going to keep you a little bit busy, but also, you know, let you have some retirement here. So we'll, we'll, we'll take it easy <laughs> on you in the next year or two. So we appreciate All it. Right, man. Awesome. I'm ready for whatever you send me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you always are. You always are. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, Jamie, listen, I appreciate you joining us on the podcast and hanging out and BSing with us, man. Always great to talk to you. And I'm sure we'll talk soon when we got some other stuff popping up. Absolutely. That'd be great, Mario. Awesome. And thank you. All right, bud. Hey, have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. All right, Bye-bye. thanks. Jamie Welsh out of South Carolina, one of the one of the cool FA carvers that we got. Um, man, the the guys are so fun to work with. They're so talented. They're so so cool. So much fun. This is like the time of my life, without a doubt. Like having these projects with these guys and going through this stuff. So, uh, pretty neat. Uh, if you want to check out. Jamie's work or anything else uh, any of the other carvers uh, you can see them in real life and you can go to our website and see what they've done uh, fabrand.com you get hit us up there take a look at everything you can uh, hit our social media pages you can run over to our YouTube channel and subscribe so you can see some of that gear in action and we have some uh, you know tons of videos on the products and the decoys and everything so you can do that um, so we appreciate you checking it out and listening. Uh, big ups to uh, our partners that uh, stay with us all year and travel with us and do the web series and everything else, and that's Federal Ammunition and Weatherby and uh, Roger Sporting Goods. We actually uh, picked up uh, a new partner, Loophold. Uh, we're going to be talking to those guys here probably in the fall here because they got some new stuff jumping off, and I, I mean – I've used that stuff forever, so it's just cool to partner with people that you're friends with and that you know, and they're right here at hometown for me, so it's pretty cool. And, of course, uh, Tyler up in Saskatchewan at, at, at Sask Goose Company. Um, like I said, appreciate you checking in the FA podcast for today. 
I'm Mario. I'm out.